even if those needs haven't been met yet, even if you haven't achieved it, I think beginning to trust that your intuition is literally leading you to the most amount of joy, love, connection, creativity, self-expression, whatever it is that is so at the core of who you are, that if you just start listening to it, it is going to get you there. And it's going to look like the most loving, gentle baby steps ever. And a few massive leaps for sure. Cause it's going to ask you to trust and fly every now and then. Yep. <laughs> but if you say yes, it's going to say, I got you. Let's go. <laughs> this is the, what is sexy podcast. What's sexy? You are. Here, we're helping you live as your sexy self, exploring sexiness as a gateway to mind-body-spirit healing, intuitive intelligence, high performance, and even self-actualization for your most alive and fulfilling life. Here, we're bringing you the juice across cultures, constructs, and ideas of past and present in order for you to embody even more of your full potential and come home to your sexy self. Today, I'm speaking with Aspen Robinson, the founder of August Knox Coaching. She's an energy healer and coach for empaths, helping them navigate their lives by truly harnessing the power of their gifts and emotions to create a life filled with meaning, joy, and intuition. And I have worked with Aspen for a number of years, so you will immediately hear us drop all the way in. But we, don't worry, we walk it back and give very simple, practical uh, ways and applications of you using your intuition. Welcome, Aspen. It's so great to see you in not the flesh, <laughs> the internet flesh. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. The real time internet <laughs> flesh. Um, so, a little context Aspen and I have known each other for ooh, has it been five years? Actually, probably it's been a hot minute. It feels like, actually, you know, it's funny. I'm like, oh, five years is so long. And I'm going, actually, it feels like a lot longer. <laughs> We've done some <laughs> lifetimes together. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um, but so I'm really excited to have this conversation about intuition with you because you are someone who has personally supported me through, goodness, countless uh, iterations and understandings. I don't know if you remember this, maybe not, because this was a while ago, years ago. Um, but you are absolutely the person I credit with realizing and understanding that I needed to have psychic boundaries. Mm, yes. I think especially when like you and knowing how you use your intuition and like some of the some of the big work, right? That intuition helps you do a hundred percent because yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there just emotionally and energetically that gets in. <laughs> totally, totally. It's And the timing of it was so interesting because, you know, I, boundaries is a very commonly used word. So I'm like, okay, I have energetic boundaries and everybody knows their own physical boundary, right? Yeah. You can feel it when someone's too close. You're like, bro, like, chill out. <laughs> Back off, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Yes. And so the experience I had of realizing that somebody was trying and it just felt like this violation of someone trying to read or perceive something yeah. that I did not consent to. Yes. I remembered after the experience going, why do I feel so violated? Like it ruined my day. That's how it felt. Yeah. I'm like, what, what do I do now? 
<laughs> and um, I think I messaged you or I either messaged you or it was I posted in an old Facebook group that you hosted. And it was you were so simple. You're just like, oh, sounds like you need some boundaries. I'm like, oh, <laughs> So simple. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, psychic boundaries. Okay, I could do that. (laughs) I don't know if I ever told you this. Do you know how I learned that? Did I ever share that? No. Okay, so this is kind of, this totally ties into the topic today, too, is that I had a friend who was actually fairly telepathic. Mm. And so she was consistently like, terrifying me with getting into my boundaries right? of she could hear what you were thinking sometimes, or she could pick up like what you were doing that you didn't want anybody else to know. And so I determined in myself, uh, that's a no, that's a hard pass for me. (laughs) And that's what I would say. It's like, I do not consent. You cannot get in. And I would just visualize a really strong boundary. That was how I learned because I felt violated too. It's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. And I, it's interesting. I think a lot of times we don't know the our boundary or how to hold it until it's challenged. Amen, sister. So it makes yes. sense. Yeah, it makes sense that you said that. And I had this similar thing, This uh, the experience I had. It was actually someone who was put in touch with me because she uncovered these gifts that she didn't know what to do with. Right. So perfect yes. breeding ground for lacking boundaries. Yes. And it, we'll it with that. <laughs> but I had you know, running away with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I was, I did a phone call with her to support her and then had that experience. I was like, Ooh, this is no good. Yes. And then uh, I think she had messaged or texted or something mm-hmm. maybe about a month later, very much trying to read my life in the moment and i just exactly what you said just i because i felt i i'm clairsentient so i i love the ability to feel what's happening where Mm -hmm. so i felt her trying to access and it just felt like this strong pain on top of my heart not heartburn but if heartburn lived just outside of the heart it was like (laughs) this and it was she was trying to push and i just held the fort and I remember feeling I was holding the fort it was probably like a full 90 seconds of this full-on force this attempt I could feel and then after those 90 seconds Mm -hmm. completely dropped never heard from this person again yes complete understood I felt so good I was like girl (laughs) did it Right, because that was after I learned the psychic boundary yes. concept. And I'm like, okay, I held the boundary. Yes, I mastered this. Life. <laughs> I like it's to celebrate so the small wins, you know. I'm like, okay, if I did it once, I can do it again. Yes, and then it becomes the norm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. you and I both work so much with our intuitive gifts. I mean. I imagine you're the same. This literally drives my work. I know this. I know this drives your work all day, all day, <laughs> every day. Is there any other work to be doing out there? Yeah. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Absolutely. So we started. We you know obviously went pretty deep there with psychic boundaries. Mm-hmm. But this concept of intuition. Um, I want to walk it back. One of the things that I have talked about for years when it comes to like reclaiming our power 
detaching from systems outside of ourselves and untruths and things that we're just socialized to believe, I think one of the really important ways to reclaim our power, our intrinsic power, yes. that power over someone else, because that's also personal. <laughs> yes, personal power. <laughs> exactly. Is what I refer to as intuitive intelligence and seeing it that way, yes. not just intelligence that comes from the books that some, mm. whoever wrote centuries ago. Yes. <laughs> so outdated. Exactly. <laughs> that you based your life on when you got the certificate, yes. all of this, but this innate intelligence that we can all connect to, um, mm -hmm. that I call intuition. And I would love to hear actually, cause there are a lot of different definitions and ways people understand um, it. So how would you define intuition? I think the simplest way to define it across the board for me personally is it's the inner voice and the inner truth of our higher self. I think it is literally the voice that speaks to us and tells us, you know, this is the way you need to go, or this is the healthiest decision for you, or this is, this is who you truly are. I think it is that voice that connects us to our highest good and our highest alignment. And every single one of us has it, whether we're listening to it or not. Right. And this, <laughs> like say it again for the people everywhere. <laughs> Every single person has it. <laughs> Everybody, even if you're doubting it, you've got it. <laughs> um. Um, so it's this like amazing, beautiful aspect of who we just innately are that is always there to guide us, support us and keep us, you know, guided towards our North Star and our truth and what's good for us. And simultaneously, when we're headed towards that North star, it supports everyone else around us. So I feel like intuition and its truth does no harm. It actually supports the whole. Oh, I love that. You just said that. Yes. Mm -hmm. That intuition. I'm not remembering your words, but I'm feeling yes. <laughs> the truth supports the whole supports the whole. Um, I think that is, Right. When it's overridden or overpowered or we're afraid of it or it's shut down, whatever it might be, systems shut down our intuition and we shut it down. Trauma shuts it down. Beliefs, all these, there's so many things, but it's always going to do no harm. That's the thing. It might push us right to deal with things, to confront things, to challenge things, but it's always moving us towards something that's good and loving and whole and whole. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really just want to highlight that distinction you made between it not doing harm mm -hmm. and it might push or feel challenging or bring up things that society may have even taught us is harm. Yes, completely. Right. But understanding, and I think one of the reasons I like to use the phrase intrinsic power mm -hmm. is this understanding that if I think that the harm is happening to me, mm -hmm. What is it within my power, my, in this case, power of perspective yes. to actually redefine what I'm experiencing yes. in a way that it is, that empowers me and helps me understand what is going on. <laughs> that, and I think building on that, because that is such a, a huge thing. I think as a collective, as societies we're moving towards is that recognition of what's happening in you 
is going to be informed by your intuition. And when it's no longer being informed by what's happening outside of you or emotions that are not understood or regulated, it becomes clear, right? We can tune in, we can connect back to self because the intuition is going to really make it easy once mm-hmm. we start listening to know what's true, what's not true, what I feel, what I actually don't feel and what's right in a situation for me. Yeah, absolutely. How does intuition communicate with you or to you? So speak mm-hmm. to the person right now who's going, okay, this concept is cool. I think I, you know, you just told me I have this. Yes. <laughs> so where is it? Want to access it. Yeah. <laughs> it is not in your head, first of all. <laughs> Snaps. It does not live there. So if you're trying to think your way into intuition, you've already like you're stepping over it. Um, Mm. Intuition, I usually find like on a physical level, it happens in two places. One is like gut instinct. So it's like listening to your gut, that feeling in your gut that tells you something is off here or, oh, I really want to go after that. That feels really exciting. So I think there's the gut instinct that's really kind of this visceral feeling or knowing. Sometimes like the clairsentience is the way that we hear it. And it points to the things that we want to do, need to do, would enjoy doing, um, or can stay away from. And then I think it also speaks through the heart because the heart lights up when intuition is talking. It is so loving. It's cheering you on. It's supportive. It is never going to tear you down or criticize you or tell you you can't do something that's lighting you up. So I think the heart is also one of the really, really strong ways that it communicates, but it's also really subtle. So our fears and our ego are usually pretty loud. Mm -hmm. They're bossy. They're pretty bratty. Yeah. sometimes <laughs> temper tantrum I mean they're not the greatest <laughs> they are definitely something to be loved and cared for however um, intuition doesn't sound loud it doesn't tell you right you have to do this or you need to do this so intuition is really subtle and usually it communicates a little bit more quietly hmm. gently lovingly and I would also say that when intuition is speaking, it doesn't create anxiety. It creates peace. And sometimes we overlook it because we're looking for intuition to feel like excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, when you say so. that, that just immediately has me think of the idea that those of us who have experienced trauma mm-hmm. for us chaos is normal and peace can feel boring. Absolutely. And so you'll miss your intuition because of that. You'll look past it because it doesn't feel like that rush that you're looking for. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say when I first experienced my intuition consciously, um, like accessing it, not looking for Uh it, letting it come through, uh, it felt like a parent it was like, hmm. this is what you're doing. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now my experience with it is so everything you just described yes. so calm and just is what it is. And, um, yes. but it's interesting. And I, I share that to say that the, our relationship with it can evolve. Our experience with it can evolve. And probably at that time I needed 
this kind of domineering, uh, Song. you know, like, this is what you're doing. Yes. Um, and it was actually, <laughs> this happened two things in one day within a very short period of time. The first was that I was invited to co-facilitate a retreat in Thailand. And I had already said yes. Uh, it wasn't the final date or whatever to submit whatever we needed to. But I had already said yes. And I was meditating at uh, Lake Merritt, where I used to live in Oakland, California. And I was looking out in the beautiful lake, closed my eyes, meditating about nothing as meditation is yeah and then here comes the voice you are not going to thailand just like that just like that and so i'm like all in position with my eyes closed looking up to the sky like wait what what do you mean let's go to thailand and, but i also felt truth in it yes i felt i had noticed when I said yes, I was excited because of the concept of traveling. Absolutely. But I also had felt something I'm in sorry. there, right? That wasn't aligned. And I f feel like that's often what happens for people. If they really review the, the moment, they can even potentially find that specific point yes. at which there was the, ooh, maybe. The intuition was like, ooh. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's not really all the way aligned. And so, so I recognized that by the end of the meditation, uh, got up, I was walking back to where I lived at the time and then clear as day, less domineering voice, but still the same voice <laughs> <laughs> said, so at the time I was engaged. And we had set nothing. <laughs> no day. We tried to plan all kinds of things. Um, we were going to get married at least. Oh, goodness. I think we had like 16 different locations all around the world. Not to do a world tour, but of us just yes. trying to figure out where to get married. But anyways, I'm walking and I'm given a date. Mm. It says get married on December 8th. And so at this point, my eyes are I'm not meditating, I'm just walking. And I look up yes. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, that's a pretty big thing. Yes. And I'm like, okay. And so, <laughs> so I immediately pull out my phone because my entire life I've known for whatever reason, intuition, that yes. I was going to get married on a Saturday. And so if it had been any other day of the week, I wouldn't, I do not think yes. I would have given it a second thought, but I pull out the thing, by the way, this was in October. So this was two months before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like when I say like big, I'm like, oh, what? Um, so I the phone. I'm like, okay, December 8th is a Saturday. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. 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 <laughs> and my now husband comes home that night and uh, I was like, babe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, how do you feel about <laughs> getting married? He made it very clear a number of times. I have no connection to this date. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me neither. Except for the fact that I have been told that this, this is, is the date. date. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. And for a long time, I remember trying to quote, figure out like why, when, whatever. My idea, my aunt did tell me once that 
that date in the Catholic Church is the day of the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember just going, that's not funny because we don't want kids. So it's <laughs> like, not funny. Nice joke. <laughs> yeah, not interested in that conception. <laughs> she goes, yeah, but there are lots of types of conception. I was like, okay, okay. Let's, sure. I'll take another time, please. <laughs> yeah. Like we can conceive the, the marriage. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, and the actual uh, numerology of the date I found out later, or I calculated later, is actually the date itself, December 8th, is 11, 12, 8. So 1 yes. plus 2 plus 8. And the year was 2018, right? So those same numbers jumbled. So yeah. 11, 11. So yes. I think that's my takeaway <laughs> from that experience. Uh, how it just lines up in, in all the subtle ways that you just described that your intuition actually talks to you and it shows up. And I think it also kind of highlights intuition is not necessarily just the don't get on that bus, right? There's going to be an accident. It's the, it's the, Hey, maybe you should go to the grocery store right now because what you don't know is that you're going to need 10 extra minutes when you get home to organize something, or, you know, why don't you drink a green juice today? Cause your body might need it. Like it, it is actually this thing that's constantly communicating, not just when there's like some surprise coming. It's, it's this, like method of self-care also that can guide you in what you need in a day-to-day way. Oh, I love that you just said that so often. And I think also for those of us who have had trauma in our background, it can feel like there's only need to listen if something bad would happen otherwise, because a part of me still wants to be in survival. Um, When you share that, it actually reminds me of an experience I don't know at this point, maybe four or five years ago, where mm. I was <laughs> also back when I was living in Oakland and I was in this apartment and my intuition, I was going to leave to go to San Francisco probably 30 minutes later, but I get this message like, you need to leave now. And I hear it as something's about to happen. I'm like, a bomb's going to hit our house. I had so many ideas. Tragedy is coming. (laughs) Exactly. And I, oh my goodness, the way that I gathered up the things, even though I hadn't gotten ready or planned to start getting ready yet, the way I gathered up the things, rushed myself out of this house, got into the car, started driving, heart racing, freaking out. Yeah. And then I, probably three blocks away from the house, I pull over all in a huff, truly, like, okay, yes, you know, I'm safe. Because mm-hmm. I was just, because I realized, where am I going? Like, actually, that's why I stopped. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I just got out of the house. And so, in that moment where I was catching my breath, my guidance was so clear. It was like, why did you, why did yes. something need to be wrong? <laughs> and, I, and I just remember going, oh, and sitting back, just like, Damn. <laughs> Okay. Solid lesson. Yes. I, I've gathered the lesson here. (laughs) That was one of those moments. It was just like, after that, just never just completely changed perspective. Yes. Well, even I've had my intuition be like, tonight you need to go to the beach and I'll be like, Oh, am I like my first thought sometimes is, Oh, are you just stressed? Do you just need to go to decompress? And I'll go and they'll be like, 
an amazing manta ray or a fantastic sunrise. I'm like, no, you just need to go because this is awesome. Yes. You're so happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Totally. Oh, yeah. That just makes me think you deserve to experience your intuition. You deserve to experience the beauty of life. You deserve to Mm -hmm. experience just the awe of everything that's in this universe and it's such a paradigm shift um but when you just said that like that's what intuition Mm -hmm. can really connect us to especially with time and growing that relationship how would you share with someone what are some of the ways that you can grow your relationship with your intuition and learn to trust it Yes. So there's quite a few things here. And I think to touch on what you were saying about those of us who have been through trauma and we're kind of on high alert, we're a bit hypervigilant. What happens is we tend to override our intuition over and over and over and over again, because that part of us that's in fight or flight is constantly looking out and trying to rationalize what's happening. So if you've lived in that space, if you're living in that space or You know, if that's still playing out, one of the things that I used to do as a child that I think is really so helpful here is I would think of a question, something that was like stressing me out. And what I would do is I would close my eyes and I would just take a few breaths. And I would, what I would do is I would try to envision emptying myself, all the feelings and all the worries and the expectations around the question. And then I would simply ask the question and say, is this a yes? And then I would see how I felt in my body. And then I would ask, is this a no? And then I would see how I felt in my body. Mm. And the way that I determined my intuition was speaking to me. And we all kind of have something similar here is if it was, if I asked the question and I said, is it a yes? And I felt any amount of anxiety or worry. I knew my intuition was saying that is not your answer. Mm. And if I asked, you know, is it a no? And I felt peace or I felt nothing. That was my intuition saying, yeah, this is it right here. And so I used that to consistently tune in. And what I would say is do it with the things that are not like high priority. If you're feeling like you're on fire and in fight or flight, ask like, should I have this, this food tonight? Should I read this book? Would I enjoy it? Do it with things that are kind of low risk and just start to feel what your intuition feels like in your body and how Mm. it talks. And then when you're in a moment and it's like speaking up, you'll be like, oh my gosh, that was my intuition. Cause you'll just feel it and you'll recognize it. (laughs) Totally. I love that. Um, And I also love that you said, sometimes it'll feel like nothing to normalize that. Wait, Mm. I didn't get anything. So my intuition's not working. Like, wait, it's broken. (laughs) What does quote nothing mean? What is it indicating based on what you asked? what you're looking for. I've heard that a lot. Like I, there was nothing. And that's the answer. And it goes back to literally what you said about chaos versus peace. Peace feels like boredom and a no answer can feel like boredom or nothing. Mm. Because what's happening is our intuition speaks outside of our nervous system. And if we're waiting for our nervous system to tell us if we're safe, it is going to be jacked up in a hundred different ways that, you know, depending on our experience, that may not be reliable in that moment. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so the intuition is talking outside of that experience. So it will feel like nothing because that's what regulation feels like a lot of times is just steady water. 
Mm-hmm. Equilibrium. Yeah. Yeah. And being someone who literally used to look at life and go, oh, this is, this is boring. <laughs> like I would use the word boring in my brain a lot with myself. Like, okay, next, you know, I have to keep the excitement or whatever. Yes. Um, I have found that being in quote stillness or the idea of nothingness actually has so much movement inside oh. of it. Yes. And being able to feel safe enough to sit or be or connect with it long enough to feel that movement. Yeah. It just like nothing's boring anymore. Like literally nothing <laughs> because everything yes. has this, I guess it's uh, maybe the subtleties feel so much more palpable. It's like um, this perspective shift that enables the depth of just any energetic expression yes. whatsoever it makes it kind of like the the feeling and that emotional experience you're talking about that much more like crystal clear mm. and so there's like this beautiful clarity i feel like to the emotions in that space where emotions don't have to be really high or really low they can just be mm. And to, yeah, to retrain, right? Our body and our experience to be in that space so that we can move through life in that space and in that way. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody that wants to experience intuition that just is, they know they are in their head and they live there. It's gotten them through life, right? There's a reason they've been in their head, but they're there. Yeah. Yes, I would say, um, honestly, the first thing you have to do is you have to create safety, safety to let go for a moment. So if you're really, really in your head and that feels dangerous, safety can look like, you know, having a room that you're just in alone by yourself and it feels safe. You have five minutes to just be with your intuition and play with it. It means not pushing yourself. If you have stayed in a place of staying in your head and that's how you have literally kept yourself safe honor that and then ask it to sit beside you and witness your intuition for a moment because we don't want to fight the thing that also the part of us that has done such a good job protecting us Mm. so i feel like it's not pushing against that thing but it's creating emotional safety physical safety even comfort a blanket pulling it over your head sometimes feeling like you're in a cave feels like safe and i can tune into my intuition so i think it's looking at what makes you feel unsafe about tuning into your intuition and turning down the volume on your mind? And what can you do in your physical, emotional, maybe even spiritual well-being and space to create that and then play with it? It might be I spend one minute kind of tuning in and just seeing what my intuition feels like, seeing if it has a message or seeing, you know, how where it feels like it's located in my own body. I think you can be kind of in that exploration space and you don't have to push it to have like a giant vision or to know the answer to all things because (laughs) it really is so subtle. It's going to get you there and you may just need a tenth of an answer at a time and that's perfect. Mm, A tenth of an answer at a time. (laughs) I like that. That's a good phrase. (laughs) Yeah, the... 
the blanket, putting the blanket over is such a great example. Of, I'm just thinking of the, the power of being hugged or, you know, when yes. we're babies and the baby gets rocked. That, yeah, creating that experience for somebody who, again, just yeah. maybe hasn't cr uh, intentionally created a safe space for themselves. Mm -hmm. What might you say? So in addition to the blanket, um, uh -huh. are there other ways they can create that safe space, especially if they're, you know, sharing space with a lot of people or the, the actual environment they're in is chaotic? I would say, you know, aside from probably things that most of us would think of like going to a different space or being in your car or something like that. And think about what boundaries. So kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation, what are the physical or emotional or spiritual, like energetic boundaries that you need in that moment? So I think the blanket kind of serves some of that purpose as well, but two other ways that I find are really easy to connect to your intuition when you're in that kind of energy is you can go on a walk and put in some music, put some music in your headphones, right? And you can just be with it and get out of your thoughts. And music can help you be the, be in that space intuitively. Mm. Um, movement helps get you into that space. So you don't have to be sitting still. Wow. So you can move, you can flow, you can go to your happy place and be. I used to put on music and then I would literally open up my laptop and I would just type and journal and just whatever came through. And I would actually let the music help me tune into my intuition, whatever I was mm -hmm. feeling that day. I would just go for it and stuff would just come out. Answers would come out. So you can be creative if you're an ex, you know, a person who just needs like support in one way or another, music is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is literally why sexy sound healing exists. Yes. Um, and pairing music with specific scientifically proven frequencies for yes. emotions, like accessing emotions or accessing our intuition, accessing these different things. And also, I love that you mentioned this, the need, I feel the need to break down this uh, myth that one has to be still. Yes. Like who, who decided that you weren't allowed to use your body to move? Like, why were you given a body? <laughs> like, the movement matters, you know? It does. And I need to, honestly, like, if you're in fight or flight, okay, let me tell you how hard it's going to be if you're, somebody's going to ask you to sit still, too, right? If you're a person who's used to moving, you're going to need to move. You're going to need to take where you are and honor that and have your intuition meet you there. And so, yeah, take it with you on a walk or a run or whatever you need to do. Row a boat. <laughs> Goodness, absolutely. It's funny now. I'm like, I want to play some sexy sound healing music right at this part yeah. of the podcast. We could hear like, this is healing music here. You <laughs> definitely you need it. You it. Yes, insert it. A hundred percent. This episode is brought to you by Sexy Sound Healing, the audio streaming platform revolutionizing the sound healing experience. This multi-genre music is engineered with scientifically proven healing frequencies that support everything from optimized brain function and trauma release to intuitive development and spiritual liberation and yes, sensual pleasure so that 
you can energize your body, activate your voice, and embody your power. Visit SexySoundHealing.com today to get your free trial. Oh, so good. Okay. I think we've touched on this a bit already, but I want to bring this full circle. How can you use your intuition, your intuitive intelligence, to create a spectacular life, the life that you've always thought about or been afraid even to think about, but you know that you want it? I think that you can start trusting that your intuition is speaking to you and your dreams and your Mm -hmm. desires and the things that you want and you long for, even if those needs haven't been met yet, even if you haven't achieved it, I think Mm -hmm. beginning to trust that your intuition is literally leading you to the most amount of joy, love, connection, creativity, self-expression, whatever it is that is so at the core of who you are, that if you just start listening to it, it is going to get you there. And it's going to look like the most loving, gentle baby steps ever. And a few massive leaps for sure. Cause it's going to ask you to trust and fly every now and then. Yep. Um, <laughs> but if you say yes, it's going to say, I got you, let's go. And, and it's going to take you there because it is not going to let you settle for less than what you truly want in your heart and in your soul. Mm, oh, beautifully said. Oh, beautifully said. And the, well, you know, I love to celebrate things, celebrate life. Life's a party. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just thinking about the, the ability to celebrate the trust, like mm. for that to be its yes. own growth, that to be its own milestone, if you will, or even goal. Like mm. I, I trusted myself five different times today. When my yes. intuition said, do this or don't do that, or, go sit down, <laughs> stand up, say a thing. Yes. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I told you the story. It's probably, we don't have enough time for me to share the whole story, but my intuitive gift, what I call vocal channeling, channeling sounds through my voice that support clearing emotional and energetic blocks in yes. the field, energy field of those listening, that. I didn't know I had that. I discovered that in a very random (laughs) emotional labor day party, emotional labor day party. I thought I was just going to a labor day party, but anyway, it was at this party where they had asked people to share just what's going on in their life, whatever. And I had no intention to say anything. I was just listening, right? And enjoying all of these strangers I had never met before. <laughs> plucked from every <laughs> echelon of society who somehow ended up in this mansion. Um, it was very rare. Everyone kept saying, like, oh, it's really interesting people yeah. here. <laughs> it really was. Um, but based on the hosts, it makes so much sense because they're just yes. the type. They just attract anybody, everybody. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was while I was sitting in that main room where I got this hit. It was like, it was like make sound for the room. And I remember being like, I have a pad and I look up to the sky, I go, what? <laughs> so I'm like, wait, huh? Speak again. <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. I mean, I had a little idea of sound. Okay. My voice. And it was there that I did it. We each were given in this, at this event, one minute to share. And so I, I, the moment naturally, the moment I had the, got that hit, the hosts who had specifically said they would not call on anybody. They were like, Hey, Lisa, are you, would you like to share? I'm like, 
It's like, wait, I thought, I thought we weren't. I was like, all right, clearly this is supposed to happen. And so, oh, I'm so proud that I trusted this moment to say, because I had no idea what I was, no idea. I want to normalize this, y'all. I have no idea what you're doing. Because <laughs> I was just like, and I just spoke and I said, I'm going to, I don't even know what I said. I'm going to make sound. <laughs> so as the sound. We're going to discover together what that means. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it was, you know, again, less than a minute. It was probably 45 seconds of me doing it. And my eyes were closed when I was doing it. Because for me, I it's really helpful to close my eyes to. Connect. Yeah, to connect and to release distractions. And especially that felt so vulnerable. Oh, even using my voice felt so vulnerable. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if I hadn't had that experience. Um, but when the sound started coming through, that's when I started to perceive everything that was going on with these people I had never met. Yes. And there was such a strong um, energetic stream of grief. And so I spoke to that when I finished and then when I opened my eyes afterwards, I could see who it was connecting with because there were just red faces with just yes. wells and, you know, rivers and rivers. And so then it was later that I got their stories when I met them. But um, I knew from that experience, okay, this is for me. This is for me to use. This is, yes. this isn't a party trick. This is a, this is how I'm going to be in service. Yes. Um, and so that's actually how sexy sound healing initially began was that <laughs> was channeling make noise yes yeah <laughs> channeling and releasing that's so special though like what a magical what a magical moment and for it to be held in that space with other people and to find it I think that's so it's just special mm. yeah and I am definitely grateful that the it was received right it's yes. that's the thing I think when we when we feel something, we know it's truth. Like maybe if I had yes. just talked, I'd do this thing. Someone's like, what? <laughs> sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like, what do you mean you make sound? And then I, I'm cleared, you know, it's, yeah. it can sound like, huh? But the experience, you mm. know, these people felt it. And so I remembered so many, after that one minute, so many different people who were very close to me or yes. close enough they just put their hands on me because they could see how the energy had yes. flown through me. And I hadn't experienced that before. So it felt like a lot, um, sure. which I think is also something important to maybe just seed plant that our energetic capacity um, mm. expands as we are in practice of trusting this. Yes. Um, so true. Yeah. It's like the more, the more you trust, the stronger the intuition grows the more precise it can become. And I think the more accessible, like in any moment, no matter what's going on, no matter if there is something right that could distract you, you can tune in because the trust gets built and you know. Mm -hmm. So now I want to ask you about something sexy. <laughs> <laughs> what does sexy mean to you? Accessing joy through like play and love and lightheartedness that, that's it it's oh. just such a feeling <laughs> absolutely oh, yes that's so gorgeous what makes you feel most sexy i think when i feel like my inner child 
to be honest, in the sense of that lighthearted, that innocence, when you're in that moment of like, life is so good and I'm just able to have fun and play, honestly. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain thing that you do where you experience it? Yes, I I make up crazy dances and I make up crazy songs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Aspen, I never knew that. What? Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now I want to see you in person and I want to do this <laughs> with you. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, I'll do this. Oh, I mean, ridiculous dances. It doesn't even matter. I'm like, it just feels good to be in my body and to be, to be free. So yes. yeah. <laughs> free. Yes. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love how I just learned this new side of you. I'm like, oh, of course it makes so much sense. Oh, it makes so much sense. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to do the Say It Sexy. This is where I give you a phrase or word from our conversation and you, you know what to do. You say it sexy. (laughs) So tell us your favorite thing you've shared with us today. Love, love. Mm. Oh. Just that energy. Yeah. So gorgeous. And tell us, since you're a coach for empaths, tell us the word empaths. (laughs) (laughs) Empath. Survey says amazing. (laughs) So good. Oh my God. I love you playing with us. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, we're going to do the. I need a microphone. I need like your microphone. That way it has more capacity to pick up noise. (laughs) Oh, let me just like unpost production, just like below that out. Yeah. I heard you because I'm in my headphones. The people will hear. The people will know. The people will know. (laughs) Okay. And here we go for the um, what? This is where I ask you to make an on-the-spot sound for something that we shared in our conversation. So what is the sound of trusting your intuition for the first time? Fuck. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I mean, I don't know if that word's allowed, but... (laughs) Oh, honey, absolutely. I was so bummed when we had to say that this was, quote, explicit content on the podcast. I was like, oh, just because of fuck? Like, I mean, come on. Because that's what it feels like. It's like, yes, I'm home, right? I'm home. I got it. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And what is the sound of living as we do from our intuition every day, all day. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. Talk about the inner child. I love that full circle-ness with your version of sexy. And then here it is, like, see how intuition connects to sexy, y'all? Like, that is a direct through line. <laughs> the inner- that is it. Hey. I'm telling you, it's just joy, right? It's like, oh my God, life is so good. <laughs> 
Oh, I adore you. Thank you so much, Aspen, for joining us. Uh, it was we, so much fun. We might have to do this again. We might uh, have to do this again. <laughs> Where can the people find you? So I'm on Instagram at August Knox Coaching and then online at augustnoxcoaching.com. .com. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely recommend Aspen. As mentioned, I worked with Aspen for years. Um, and I also really love the grounded way that she breaks down topics that can feel very uh, ethereal or all over the place. Absolutely. Go follow check it out, listen to the things, such good, just gems, juice, all the, all the things, all the things. Thank right. you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, y'all, we are signing out for today. Oh, I can't wait for the next one. Let us know um, either by review and or in the comments, what stood out for you, what the ahas were, what questions you still have, because I definitely could see a part two for this. Um, Intuition is not a small topic. So um, let us know, share your experience, and we will talk to you soon. Send in love. Mwah! So glad you joined us for today's episode. Share this episode on your IG, TikTok, YouTube, or Facebook because we love to repost your shares. Let us know if you have a favorite quote. And if you're not already, hit the follow button on Spotify or the plus button on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the YouTube channel to be connected and ensure that you get the next episode. I cannot wait to talk to you more soon. Mwah.